0: What's going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Ready, Set, Rise. My name is Michael Siervo. I'm really excited. One of the greatest things I have in my life is, that my, is my privilege of just sitting down in front of people who really inspire me. So as we know, Ready, Set, Rise stands for Real Individuals Sharing Excellence. And when we have a guest of the caliber that we have today, man, it just, it just fills my heart. And it's a, good, it's a good one because I've been trying to get him on this show for quite some time, <laughs> and it's finally happening. But if there's one word that embodies my next guest, it would be underdog. <laughs> one word would be underdog. Um, so, you know, my next guest came from, you know, of course, Ca- Calgary in Canada, overcame some adversity as an underdog, um, even went through some of his own insecurities, lack of support from an inner circle rose through that, worked in a corporate job, and found immense success in sales within a payment services industry. However, he had another calling that kept him, that kept brewing in his heart. And against all odds, he decided to chase his dreams, uh, lock himself in his room, cut out the social noise and social (laughs) life, and become the master of his craft. He's going to get into this. He reinvented himself several times and is now created a reputable brand that is taking notice in the music industry, especially down in the United States. Um, his music has been featured by celebrities and has taken, taken it to, a number of, uh, to, to number one in iHeartRadio, and his goals hasn't even stopped there. He continues to reach new heights. Please welcome recording artist, electronic pop genius, husband, father, very good friend of mine, and overall amazing human being, my good friend, Mr. Jack Trades. What's up, what's up, what's up? What's up, man? You know what, uh, thank you for having Thank you for oh, being thank here. thank
1: you, man. Thank you for getting me here.
0: I know, it's been a while. It's been, uh, it's, it's, a good, it's a good opportunity for you to be here because, uh, man, you got such a great story. I'm, I'm excited you, to, to dig deep into it. Right. But with every show, we always start off with one quote. Is there one quote that you currently live by that is your motto, uh, that gets you through the day, and why?
1: One quote that gets me through by, um, there's so many, dude. (laughs) There's there's specifically one um, that jumps out. Um, Well, I'm just going to use this. I don't know who it comes from, but it's from my buddy. He says, he always tells me, if you got to do it, you got to do it right. Right. Okay. No matter what you do, if you're going to do it, just do it right. Mm -hmm. Um, And he says that, uh, and, and, and that's pretty broad. Right. That's pretty broad. Now, whether that's, you know, making music or whether that's, you know, going to the gym, whatever you do, just do it with conviction and just do it right. So
0: And it shows in your work, I mean, for Thank you to you hit the, the levels that you, you've gotten to. It's interesting, it reminds me of a, a quote from Michael Jackson. He goes, if you're going to do something, if you, if you can't do anything great, don't do it at all. No, fair enough. Something along, yeah. something along those no, lines. I, I yeah.
1: completely agree, man. Um, I, and I think when I was younger, for me, I always half-assed things. Um, and, you know, my dad always used to tell me, hey, listen, you know, you got you to gotta focus right and at that age when you're in your teenage you're like you're all over the place right you don't know what you want you don't know what you're looking for um so and but as i grew older it started making sense now i think it started making sense because maybe it was because the type of people i surrounded myself with um you know just a lot of different factors and one day it just clicked right um yeah so
0: (laughs) you know you've we're going to get into your career a little bit later, right? but you, you know, t- to break it into the industry that you've gotten into and, right. and finding some success now, like walk us how, let's, let's take a time machine. Let's go back into the DeLorean and okay. zoom back into the time machine, born and raised in Calgary, right. uh, from an Indian family, Indian descent. Correct. I, I'm from a, a minority a visible minority, right? And, and there's that's, certain that's expectations. <laughs> yeah, visible, but there's certain expectations, right? Right. And so, what, what what goes through your mind, or what goes through your parents' mind when you tell them, you know what, I I'm gonna follow a music career?
1: Well, well, it's funny. It came later on right. uh, in my life. Um, my parents always wanted me to become like that engineer. As cliche as that may sound, <laughs> yeah. it's like every brown kid, you know, you got to become an engineer. Um, Uh, You know, you got to be good at math. You got to be good at science. What sucked for me was, (laughs) being honest, I wasn't that great at math. Mm -hmm. And maybe at that point I wasn't focused enough or maybe I was just not, you know, into it. Um, And then time went by. I did okay in school. I was not bad. Um, But not your poster, you know, the smart ethnic kid, like the smartest ethnic kid in class. Not like... (laughs) You know your A plus, like you
0: want him on your team. You You want him on your projects.
1: (laughs) My teachers always saw potential, right? But they were, um, but they kind of knew I wasn't really, you know, into it. But anyways, graduated high school and then, you know, you know, we came around to university. And at that point, you know, my dad was like, "So what are you going to do now? Are you going to do engineering?" And I sat back and I was just honest with myself and you know, I thought about it and I've said, I'm going to do business, Mm -hmm. right? Commerce. And he's like, that's random. Well, (laughs) that's what I want to do. And I got myself into doing a dual course. I started doing hotel management and then just I graduated with a business degree. So, so yeah, there you go. Not your, not your poster, (laughs) you know, doctor or an engineer, just graduated, graduated out of business school.
0: It's like how he does it. I like how he does Inception. He goes, so you're gonna be an engineer now? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're like, I no, know. Dad. I know. So, so and and tell me a little bit about like you have siblings as well. I do. Right. Uh, yeah,
1: You got two siblings. One graduated to be a pilot. Uh, what a time, right? Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just you know, there's no opportunity right right now just because of COVID, and we all know how airlines are going. The other is a geophysicist, so so yeah they you know he was supposed to be an engineer, but he became a geophysicist <laughs> instead, Alberta, right yeah, yeah. Um, there was a lot of opportunity, so yeah, that's what they do man uh it's cool my uh my youngest brother is also into music production, okay. uh good producer, but super lazy, so right.
0: so th- you know the reason why I bring up your brothers is because first of all, i want I just want and and I know you're going to dig go deep into this, right. but. Your brother at one point in time says, if you ever get signed on a record label, <laughs> he's going to change his name. So what's uh, his name right now? Well,
1: I, I think I think I need to go back and I need to figure that out with him. Yeah. But it was basically, um, you know, it's when you're in arts um, and when you're in, you know, in the music business um, in Calgary, it's a far-fetched dream, right? obviously, right? Because there's not a lot of music producer, producers out of Calgary that have signed to really good labels uh and for me they always saw this dude with a computer doing god knows what because they would always ask me right. hey listen where's your music and i'm like i'm working on it <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> right and there is like you know it's anyways i know we'll get into it but they, they always used to come up and be like well, what are you doing are you doing music i'm like yeah and they would go out and they're like oh are you are you coming up no I'm, like, I'm not no i'm actually doing music and then it became a joke right, right in the family where it's like He's doing something, but we don't know what he's really
0: doing. <laughs> is he really doing music? He really he's doing alone music? in his like, room. Yeah. The door is locked and there's no sound.
1: Right. So <laughs> so for me, it was, it was sort of like, you know, it was a far-fetched dream. And I don't think a lot of people can really understand. Um, because for them, that's far-fetched, right? That's not reality. Reality to a lot of people is do your nine-to-five, you know, go to school, do your nine-to-five, get your salary, and that's it. For me, I wanted to do more. So I know I was chasing a dream, and uh, I believed in myself. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody else did, but I (laughs) believed in myself. A lot of people say they do, but I believed in myself, and I just went for it.
0: Was there like a a tipping point in your life where you said, okay, I'm going to do this? Because oftentimes it starts off as a hobby. Right. And there's always a TSN turning point where you're like, "Whoa, I'm actually pretty good at this. Right. Uh, This this might be a career. Who knows? Right. When did that happen? Because I know that um, I was reading your bio. Yeah. So 2010? Yeah, pretty much. So around 2010 you you really start to dig deep in it and Yeah, I
1: started I started messing around with it. But
0: but even this when the show started, yes. you mentioned that there was someone who taught you. Like yes. how you your journey into music is an interesting one. So walk well, me through it.
1: Well, it started with um I think was it 2010? I think it was 2010. And uh, I used to be a DJ prior to that. Okay. Um you know, I started off DJing first and then the music production came okay. after. Um, And then I was just like oh you know I'm going out to these clubs and I'm playing all this commercial radio stuff Um, and I always loved electronic music right from the time I was a kid right because it was cool um you know people used to call it names back in the day like techno whatever (laughs) and i always wanted to be that kid that was a little different so i heard you know i was never into like the pop stuff i was always into like the underground like deep house deep house chicago yeah yeah. i mean you can call it different names um and then i was like oh you know the next step from going from you know growing from a dj is obviously the evolution of becoming a producer Mm. so for me it was just like now that I'm playing someone else's music, I actually want to play my own, hmm. right? And at that point, I was like, "Okay, what do I need to do?" So you look it up, and you're like, "A, you need software. B, you need to learn the software, and then go from there." And at that point, I don't know. I, I don't know what the hell I was doing. Right. So I went to Kijiji because <laughs> I think Kijiji was still a thing um, back then. I think it was early days for Kijiji, right? Yeah. Um, so I you know, I went in there, I typed in, and I was like, music producer Calgary, and nothing really came up, and then I started tweaking it, and I put music production Calgary, and then I see this one dude (laughs) who posted (laughs) saying, taking classes for music production, um, there was no address, there was no information whatsoever, he said, text me, okay?" okay, and I'm like, no okay. address yeah. nothing it was okay. just like he had yeah he had this website <laughs> that i went to and you just knew the website you know you go to the website it's like this one page it's like black and it's dude it was just weird man sketchy it's sketchy so i was just like no you know what i'm gonna go through because i don't really have a lot of opportunity you know here because nobody really is doing it so i shot him a text And this dude's like this Russian dude, right? (laughs) older Russian dude, hits me up. And he's like, he texts me back and he goes, yeah, come see me at like 830. Uh, I still remember, I don't know if I have the text, but he's like, (laughs) see me at 830 at this place. But don't park close to the house. And I'm going, (laughs) okay. All right. So I'm in Southeast somewhere. And I park like a couple of blocks, you know, before his house. Text him. See this dude just walking. You know, he's like, you know, hold on, I'll come get you. And I'm like, okay, great. He comes in. Um, he walks towards me, and he's, you know, he's like the six one six two tall Russian dude, and he's like, follow me. And I'm like, where are we going? Mm-hmm. He's like, we're going to my place. I'm like, okay. Um, we go to his place. <coughs>
0: So, it, it, first of all, before you dig deep into this, is right. there any point in time where you're like, I got to text my parents or my wife or somebody because <sighs> so, if I disappear.
1: <laughs> right? uh, you know what? Um, I did actually tell my dad that I'm going to see this dude. And my dad's like, who is this dude? And I'm like, no, some dude that's just on the Internet. <laughs> and he was like, okay, just, yeah, you're right. He, My dad, I actually texted my dad say said, I got here. Uh, the dude's walking up to me and we left it at that. Right. Then we go to his place, and then it's a house. It's a regular house. He's, like, come down to the basement. uh, And I'm, like, okay, great. Uh, We go down to his basement. He's got, like, this laptop. um, He's got, like, these speakers. Just, like, a basic setup. But for me, my mind was blown because I've (laughs) never seen, like, a studio, right? right? So he starts off, and he goes, okay, lesson one starts today. And I'm, like, okay, great. What are we doing? And he's like, this is the software, and this is how it all happens, right? I don't remember what he was playing for me, but whatever he played for me and the fact that he actually made it blew my mind away. And I'm like, yes, this is what I want to (laughs) do. So that's how it started. No way. What's his name? Andre. (laughs) Do you still connect with this guy? He's on my Facebook. Is that right? Yeah, he's on my Facebook. I haven't talked to him in a minute
0: now, but yeah. Um, like, does do he that. know the, the the level of success? I don't think he does. Like, wouldn't that be amazing if you I, just shot up and uh, yeah, you're I mean, accepting know, a Juno I know, Award? I
1: know. I know. I shout, shout out to this. Andre if you're watching this. <laughs> shout um, out to Andre. Year three, year four, he started seeing me progress. Mm-hmm. He once texted me and he's like, "Oh, I see you're doing some things," and I'm like, "Yeah, I am." Um, and that was it. And then I think he left to go back home or I don't know what happened, but we just, just, you know, we just lost touch.
0: You know, it's interesting because anyone who's accomplished some significant uh, success, there's always this level of, um, like a like a, a humble story of course you're grinding because you don't just you're not born unless you're born with silver spoon in your mouth but even that you're not successful no but and i'm not are, a you, musician i'm not a musician too but um, you're 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 doing gigs for 75 bucks
1: uh, dude i know <laughs> i know at some <laughs> club in Erdry, Is that um really? i remember i started this dj school um in calgary uh it was called what was it called again it was so many years ago but anyways they ran the music school out of Axe Music. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody remembers Axe Music. It's in Calgary. It used to be where you could get your gear and get all your stuff. So th- I met this dude, and he, you know, and I, I was fascinated by it. Um, and he was like, "Oh, I'll give you lessons on vinyl." So mm-hmm. old school, man. Like the Tech twelve hundreds back in the day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, back Stanton in, needles. Yeah, your, the basics, man. Your rain mixer. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Yeah.
1: So that's how it started. Um and for him, like I was doing my classes, passing my tests, and then he would, you know, give me opportunities to go and play in Tree or some pub out in the southwest. Right, seventy-five dollars, man, for like three hours. Did you get some
0: free food at least? Or no, no. Actually, <laughs> Is so no free. Food. Just play your music. Shut that up. That was it. That Is was there?
1: it. And I remember going to these shows because nobody really was paying attention. Mm. And at that time, I think Dead Mouse was on the come up. Right. And I would try and sneak in a dead mouse track, and literally people would <laughs> just stop, yeah. give me the look, and then yeah. you know I immediately have had to change my music <laughs> back right. to country music, back
0: to country <laughs> music. So that's awesome. Yeah. And so, are are you still DJing right now, or just more uh, no, more so producing? You know,
1: obviously, because of COVID nineteen, just no shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I did DJ last year. We had a show. Uh, I actually did my first event. We actually threw the party. So we were the promoter. We did the show. Nice. Um, and we never, and I never did a show before that. You know, I have a DJ buddy, you know, a DJ friend who used to tour the world. And I was like, hey, listen, do you want to come to Calgary and play a show? And he's like, for who? For me. You know, <laughs> we're going to throw a show. Right. Um, you know, we shout out to Just Friends. Just Friends was the, you know, it was me, my buddy, Chris and Travis. We just got together not knowing how to put on shows, we said, you know, we just jumped into it mm-hmm. and we did it, man. And you know what? People showed up. There were like 200 people, man. 200 <laughs> people showed up to the show.
0: Nice.
1: Uh, it was stressful. It was crazy. I don't know if I'll ever put on a show again, but hey, we learned a lot.
0: You know, I think you can't put a price tag on that, that experience.
1: Well, it was amazing. Right? Man. You
0: learn stuff. Yeah, no, you learn,
1: you know what you learn basically is, you know, the way it works in our business is like you have an agent, you have a promoter, promoter is the guy who works at the club Mm -hmm. you got the agent that you know takes care of the booking but we learned what it really takes to book a dj and you know whether you're going to make money or not Mm -hmm. so that was huge for us right so for me as an artist now if someone's going to book me at a show a my price has to be fair because i don't want the club to lose money on me so you learn a lot right yeah you develop this
0: appreciation for the overall bigger picture absolutely right you got to feed people everyone needs to their 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 slice of cheese right yeah no once we got into
1: the show we're like oh so then we got to pay for someone doing the staging
0: oh then there's lighting
1: (laughs) oh there's sound security yeah there's (laughs) security there's sound like who's gonna you know check the tickets Mm -hmm. like it was literally there was so much to it and then the, the, the most challenging part was we announced the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, printing, of course, <laughs> right? Okay. Printing. Um, but then we had to promote it. We had to get the word out to run social media ads. Uh, flyer, right? Like, so we were out, like me and Chris and my buddy Travis, we were out. It was cold, man. We were <laughs> out at like minus 20, right. flying cars outside clubs okay. just so that we could get people in. Uh, Because here's the thing, right? So we are absolutely new. We've never done a show before. You're actually competing with the big boys, Mm -hmm. right? And the big boys are going, who the hell are these guys, right? Right? So it's just basically for us to learn and appreciate, you know, what the promoter does or, you know, what, you know, how much pressure is on the DJ. Like, how do we draw the crowd? Like, it was just, it was crazy, man.
0: So so you... You know you you mentioned DJing and you, you grew up there and you have some some role models and idols. Of course. You were telling me once that you actually met a very successful DJ a few years ago and had a shot with him. He's no longer with us. Uh
1: which one? Uh, so many. Who was it?
0: Avicii, was it? Avici?
1: Oh, dude it was so funny, man. That was <laughs> that was wild. Um I remember he came out to Calgary and he was just st- starting to like really his name wasn't out there right but that was before levels like his big song he came out to calgary and we were just you know he, he came to the show it was a really small club and me and my brother were at the show we see this dude this european dude mm-hmm. come up because he has to go just before the headliner <coughs> i looked at my brother i'm like yo isn't that Avicii? like tim that's his real name mm-hmm. it's like yeah and uh like oh shit, <laughs> so we're fans of music, yeah. right? We're fanboys yeah. back fan then. It's like yeah, it's just like hey, hey Avicii, do you, what's up, man? And he was just like super cool, and he was like yo, what's up? It's like welcome to Calgary, and he's like oh, it's, it's effing cold, man. Yeah, yeah, And I'm like hey, can I buy you a shot? And he goes oh yeah, for sure, dude. Right. I'm like all right, and that was that. You know, he had a shot, and then he went straight on on the stage. So it's kind of wild. You
0: know, man. It, that's sometimes when you meet a celebrity and you realize there's such. Cool people. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. I, I, would, I, I surely hope that The Rock is as cool as he really I hope is. I so, man. I hope Imagine so. if we meet him and it's like, oh, man. Dude, I would...
1: He just crushed my view of you. you no, know, I think when I meet The Rock, I will shake. Um, And I don't fanboy a whole lot. I so. will
0: fanboy with The Rock. We,
1: for, of oh, course. Dude. Yeah, 100%. Oh, he's,
0: he's like the, the closest thing to a real-life superhero.
1: He walks into a room and you're like, holy shit. shit. He walks in on camera and you're like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, right?
0: absolutely. So. Right. So, so you meet Avicii. You know, actually, I, I, I met him once at uh, he was DJing XS in Las yes, Vegas. Yes, yeah, he was a resident there. Yeah, he was a resident there. Yeah. I didn't really know him, right? Yeah. I didn't know anything, but yep. we got VIP access. We nice. Go in there, we're partying. I didn't know who he was, right? And there's like, oh yeah, this is the DJ. I was like, oh hey, that's that it. was it. That's it. Yeah. Right? I remember uh, Tiesto was in town years ago, maybe ten. Eight to ten years. Yeah, ago? dude, he came. He loves
1: Calgary, by the way. I've heard that he loves Calgary. Um, it's one of his favorite places. Is that right. Yeah, it's one of his favorite places to to come and play. He and threw
0: he threw a party at the top of geez, Was it called West years ago? It was West. Oh yeah, Remember the West Rooftop. Yeah, yeah, he threw a party there, and there was maybe two hundred of us. Wow. The only two out and, and Tiesto's was right there. Crazy. And this is at the, the the peak of his 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 fame. I know. And he that throws, was, that his was when his
1: album came out, yeah. I think. Um I forget. He had a song with Tegan and Sarah, but yeah, that was when his big album came out. Right, right. Yeah, Tiesto's was a legend, man.
0: So you have a relationship with him or you've like connected with him. How did that start I, off?
1: Yes, I have. Um it was very um it was after my song called Sideways that came out. Um we put it out with the label that I'm at right now, uh Physical Presents and um not expecting anything uh shows up on you know one fine day we see that it shows up on his playlists right i look at it and i'm like wait that's tiesto's playlist and like biggest dj in the world godfather yeah right like legend right and he's it's on his playlist and it took me a second so i go on instagram give a shout out to tiesto thank you thank you for supporting my track obviously he never responds to it (laughs) uh and then a couple of months later, his manager hits me up and he goes, Oh, Tiesto's a huge fan of Sideways. Um, and, uh, you know, we'd like you to, you know, send us some music. Right. I paused for a second and I just looked at the email just to make sure it was real. Right. Right. Because you look up to this, you know, for me in dance music, Tiesto is dance music. Mm. Right. He is. The greatest businessman. He's he's a legend, dude. Like he's he's the guy. Like you say, DJ. You say Tiesto. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, yeah, that's how that's how you know his manager came to me, and you know his f- actually he has he has he has a huge label. So his label manager came up to me, and then I signed a deal with my label. So obviously I had to go back and say, you know what, thanks for the
0: opportunity, <laughs> yeah.
1: but unfortunately I can't send you any music. Um, and they're all used to that.
0: So you had to say no to the greatest DJ. In the world. Well,
1: well if he ever watches this, Diesto, <laughs> I didn't say no to you. I just said no to your label. Right. right. Um, just because of my obligation yeah. to my label. You honored like, a
0: contract. I did.
1: So. And I did. Um, and just with all due respect. And then one of his other managers reached out to me and he said, hey, we're doing a compilation. Diesto still likes your music mm. and he wants something from you. To which I reached out to my label manager and I was like, hey, man, you know, this came up. Tiesto wants me to send a song to his compilation. And uh, what do you think? My label manager was like, if it's Tiesto, send it. Right. Right. So that's how, you know, we started going back and forth. Uh, Unfortunately, nothing really came out of it. You know, I got rejected. (laughs) Right. Three times. Right. (laughs) So he rejected me three times. But the opportunity to get heard by Tiesto Mm -hmm. and actually going into your song and seeing that it was actually... Siesto listened to the song and then mm-hmm. rejected it. Was <laughs> just, you know, was 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 amazing. Yeah, you're there,
0: right? right. And,
1: and but but that just just goes to show that if you push hard enough, right, and uh, if you're consistent and persistent, for me, one of my goals is, yeah, I mean, I gotta know now. At some point, I will sign to his record label. Not that it's mm-hmm. gonna change my world, but just as a challenge, right? Right, right. What motivates you? Uh, rejection.
0: Is that right? Yeah. You're sadist. Yeah. <laughs> you like pain.
1: Yeah. I, I do. You know what? I do like pain. And I, I just <laughs> love, I love when people say, no, this can't be done.
0: Spoken yeah. like a true salesperson. Dude, for real. Yeah.
1: yeah. You Somebody tells me it can't be done. There's a way around it. Right. Right now, if you tell me, hey, can you go to the moon? I'll say, oh, and I'll go to the moon. There's obviously got to be, it has to be realistic,
0: right? Right. That's where you set your your, your smart yeah. goals I mean, and stuff. Smart like
1: goals. It. Yeah. But I think rejection definitely inspires me.
0: Right. Walk me through a, a moment where you faced rejection, although you love rejection, right. that it just, it almost crushed you. Um,
1: well, I think back in 2016, I think back in 2016, 2017, the music was getting up to the standard of, you know, the music that was out there. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, uh, obviously being newer, Uh, in the scene, and not understanding the business, uh, I would go ahead and send out my music to big record labels, okay? If I had to go three years back or four years back, I probably would not be doing that Mm. because the way it works with bigger labels is they come to you, you don't go to them, right? So here I am finding contacts of ANRs that, you know, manage these massive labels sending them demos um and they're rejecting it and obviously i don't think it was because of the music i think it was because my brand Mm. was so new and it wasn't established enough so they're like
0: you know let's let's touch on brand a little bit because brand is a huge huge thing absolutely and um you weren't always jack trades no i wasn't there was a another word it starts with b I was breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> not not yeah. many people
1: know that, but I was yeah. actually a trans producer. Yeah. Before I was the Jack Trades brand, and that started off um, for my love of trans music. Okay. Right. I've all, I was always drawn to trans music. I loved Armin van Buren, the old Tiesto. Um, who else? Paul Van Dyke. You know right. the legends, right? Yeah. Um, Swedish House Mafia. Guys. Y- you know, like yeah. It's it's like it's there's a bunch, and I started off as a trans producer. And for me, trance was like the emotional journey and these nine-minute songs and 10-minute right. songs, literally like these, you know, drawn out, you go through emotions. And for me, it was all about the emotion, right? So that's what I got into. And the wor- the name Breakdown came in as a joke <laughs> because trance has long breakdowns, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Literally like three minutes long sometimes um and i was like oh you know what i'll do i don't know i can't think of an alias maybe we'll just go with breakdown it was literally spelled b-r-k-d-w-n right right and i started off with that um how long was that uh, that was i think that was like early i think that was like 2015 2016 okay around there a uh, good friend of mine uh you know uh shout out to limone mm-hmm. he he and i we met on a forum like a master class forum and we just started connecting with each other and he knew i was always into trance and he was signed to a smaller label and he was like hey man um we want a remix would you be interested in remixing a song and i'm like all right and that's how things started off right right so I, I remixed him i started seeing that the song was getting played by not a-list djs but just djs in the scene and that's how i was like wait there's something here mm-hmm. right and then I started doing remixes. I did an original that did fairly well, and then um, and yeah, then we switched over to Jack Trades.
0: Th- that's so. What was it? Why did you switch over to Jack Trades?
1: See, the trans music scene um, it's it's not it's a very close circle, right? And one of the things in the trans music scene, I had to be honest, and I think I mentioned this to you before, I had to sit back, listen to my own music, and just be completely honest with myself. Mm-hmm thinking okay is there anything special in this right it's good mm-hmm. it's good you yeah, know it'll get support but is it you know is it is it is it going to change my life right and at that point the competition and even till date you know they have amazing producers engineers the competition man is crazy right so and plus you know a lot of, not a whole lot of opportunity right mm-hmm. so i was like oh you know what Maybe we play it smart. Maybe we don't we don't do trance anymore. And I had a friend, a really good a good friend, my mentor. He told me, "Dude, why don't you try doing I know you like the poppy stuff. I know you're not gonna, you know, I know you're not gonna admit it, but I know you like the poppy stuff. Why don't you try doing like like deep housey dance pop stuff? Much easier. Uh the production on trance is usually pretty complex." Right, it is like there's so much going on. Mm -hmm. Dance pop deep house. You got few, you got few tracks. It's catchy. It's catchy, right? Right. And it's mainly, um, it's very, uh, it's it's very song driven. It's very vocal based, right? So for me, I always
0: knew deep down I did like pop music, (laughs) right? right? And um, so so it wasn't a, a moment where you did you ever feel like your original followers said, you know, breakdown just sold out.
1: No, I don't think a lot of people know I actually did that. You know, I don't think Breakdown made enough of an impact for me to get to that point. Right now, I can go back and say, hey, Jack Trades was actually Breakdown, and people are like, yeah, right. Yeah. But it was so, it was, you know, I did a few songs and then just rebranded myself just like that. Right. And then just switched over to Dance Pop.
0: You know, as an artist, it it is your art form that you're creating. So for you to have a mentor... Right to say, hey, you might want to go this way. Is there a moment where you're like, like no, like don't tell me what to do, don't tell me how to paint the Mona Lisa. Right, you must have a lot of humility to be able to trust this mentor's advice.
1: Of course, um, I actually had a lot along the way. Um, a lot of people from the industry that you know that I talked to got feedback from um, you know, and one of the things I'm you know. I think at least I think I'm good at it's just sitting back and watching trends, right. And watching how the industry's going. And at that point <coughs> I kind of saw trance and it was sort of like on a flat curve, mm. right. Nobody was really progressing. Nobody was really breaking through. There's not a whole lot of opportunity. And, um, obviously when somebody gives you that suggestion, you're going, wait, are you trying to sway me the wrong direction here? Or, you know, you just got to sit back. Cause it depends on who it's coming from. If it's right. coming from someone that has been in the industry for twenty years or fifteen years, they know what they're doing, and if they have a successful track record, you know exactly they know exactly what they're doing. So that's how that came about.
0: Yeah. So it, it's huge intellectual, or oh, it's just yeah, intellectual humility to be Absolutely. able to do that, right? Absolutely. But I also think what it does point out about you is that you can adjust, you can pivot. And when I when I look at let's take Madonna for instance, great right. example. Yeah. Madonna, when you look at the fullness of her career, she has so many different styles. Right. And and I think an artist has to be able to pivot and change their style. Right. And and it looks like you saw the whole Wayne Gretzky quote, you know, skate to where the puck is going to go. Right. You didn't think that trance is going to go, well, hey, there's a big market here. Absolutely. I could succeed there.
1: Absolutely. And I think at that time, there were a few A-list artists doing dance pop music. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they had bigger budgets right um and they were you know every time like you have a david Guetta or tiesto do dance dance pop you know they're gonna kill it right even armin right um so for me at that point i didn't see a whole lot of i didn't see a lot of artists at my level or even like a step above doing like dance pop so i saw that as a huge opportunity right and i'm going you know what maybe if we go this route uh there might be something there at some point you just got to trust yourself Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I did.
0: You know, let's go back to branding because I know that you you do your own stuff. I do. Uh, walk me through you. Walk me through the experience um, of you walking around in Vegas with a T-shirt.
1: Which one? <laughs> <laughs> your brand. Yeah, and how did you come up with the logo? Dude, I okay. Yeah, I've done <coughs> so many. Tra- the, the, the Jack the, Trades the, brand. I've been, yeah, so the Jack Trades brand came in from you know, people ask me about this story and a lot of people are like, what is he talking about? Um, I knew, so I knew I had to do an alias that that spoke to who I was, Mm -hmm. me as a person, right? And I always believe that the people that succeed are the jack of all trades Mm -hmm. and master of none, right? The people that are master of just one, That's all they do for the rest of their life. So if you're an amazing programmer, guess what? You're just going to be the most amazing programmer in your life. Mm -hmm. Nothing beyond that. You know, I think of, you know, I read this quote on a Timothy Ferris book that basically said if you need to succeed, you need to be the jack of all trades, right? Mm -hmm. You you take someone like uh, Apple, the CEO of Apple or the CEO of Microsoft, they're not the best programmers in the world, right? Mm-hmm. But they understand the whole, the whole. They understand the whole operation. So I saw the, I saw the quote on the book, and I was like, "Oh, jack of all trades." But I'm like, "Jack of all trades" sounds too, <laughs> it like too, too long, too long. So I was like, "Oh, Jack," and then trades, and I'm like, right. "All right, it's Jack trades." Right. So I went online. I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking it up, and there's nobody called jack trades i'm like this is perfect right. yeah i'll be your jack trades cool um and that's how that came about and then i started believing my own lie <laughs> <laughs> where i would uh, where i got my logo printed um on a tank top <laughs> and wore it to vegas right right i remember it was on the west, west Jet flight too. Uh, the air hostess comes up to me, a flight attendant comes up to me and she sees me with my laptop and my headphones working on music, wearing my, you know, Jack trades, uh, <laughs> logo tank top and, you know, wearing a bomber jacket on top. of. She's like, are you like a DJ guy? And I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> you know, at that point I had no music out, <laughs> nothing out. Right. Um, and I'm like, Oh yeah, I am that. Yeah, I am that DJ guy. Right, and yeah. I'm, you know, I was literally believing my own lie. Right. And, um,
0: what, what was it, a lie, though? Or was no, it just a no, no, no. future? No, no, no. It, it was, just hasn't you know happened it's yet. R-
1: I think it was wrong to say believing in a lie. I was believing in myself. Good. Right? Um, I feel like, you know, it's not the fake it till you make it. I feel like if you act as if, you become. hmm Right? So for me, I had to first believe it in myself that I was Jack Trades. I had to live. Right? And I'm pretty sure my friends that were at that, ba- we were actually at a bachelor party they watched me, you know, they, they looked at me, they're like, I'm sure there were jokes about it, Oh, for right? hundred percent, right? Like, who does this guy think he is, right? And that's, at that point, you know, everybody knew I was doing, like I said, like my family, everybody knew I was doing music production, but nobody really knew, mm-hmm. like that, like that, if that makes sense. Right.
0: So. It's kind of, that became your alter ego. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, you really embraced that I alter did. ego.
1: Yeah. I did. I think, I think I believed it, and I knew deep down, no matter what people say, this is gonna work. Mm. I don't know how it's gonna work, but this is gonna work.
0: So it's similar to uh, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, where he does talk about that visualization. He says, Absolutely. Like, imagine how you feel when you win the Junos. Worse. Right? So, of course. so, you're doing that. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, I also read a book called Secret. Um, I know a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, crush the book and they're like, oh,
0: it's garbage.
1: It's, you know, it, that can't be true. You're not gonna sit, you're gonna sit by yourself and you're gonna think you're gonna get a million dollars, and the million dollars are not gonna show up. I think what the book basically tells you is if you believe in something Mm -hmm. and you put it out there, it's going to work out, right? I'm just a dude from Calgary, man. The record labels I've signed to, the success I have, I still don't consider it success, right? I just think this is just things have just started, you know, they're basically just scratching the surface, right? right? Um, There's nobody else in the city that's done it, Mm -hmm. right? Or in Alberta. Right, forget Calgary, Calgary, Edmonton. Um, so for me, I believed in it, and I just jumped into it, man. Because you have to, mm-hmm. right?
0: Speaking of books, because you've quoted a couple of books, like what are you currently reading?
1: Uh, I think the one book I think I talked to you about
0: it too, the Jay Shetty book. Oh man, Jay Shetty's the man. What do you think? I love it. Okay. Yeah, you know when you, you look at it, you're like it's you know think like think like a monk. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so it's called think like a monk. And you're like, oh, man, like, I don't want to be a monk. Of course. In your mind, you're thinking, ah, that's right. not the way I want to think. You go through the book, and it's really practical ways on how to live life. Right. So, no, I, I love it. I, I think uh, Jay Shetty's doing great stuff.
1: Jay Shetty's doing amazing stuff. The other book that I really like. Um, should give
0: Jay Shetty a quick shout-out, Jay uh, Shetty. Sh- shout-out to Jay Shetty. <laughs> <laughs> you can look here and just say. <laughs> shout-out to Jay Shetty. Shout-out to Jay Shetty. Um,
1: <laughs> um, the other book that I really liked was The Subtle Art of Not Giving. Yep.
0: Mark Munson. Yeah,
1: it was. It was. It was. It was a great book. Really? Yeah. yeah I just think that you know, there's so many things, and you got to reread the book, uh, just because there's so many different concepts that you can apply to your life. Um, and I think when you stop giving a shit about what others say, mm-hmm. and then you just follow your own journey, things work out, man.
0: You know what I, I love uh, about you, and we have these conversations that can last hours. Absolutely. You said a few years ago that there was one thing that change your life, one activity that changed your life. And you said it was reading.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You just started reading. I think I think reading, and it's funny because when I was a kid I hated books. Mm-hmm. I did, man. Yeah, me too. I, I hated books. Uh, and I think I hated books because nobody really told nobody really came in with uh, a real value proposition of, you know, why you should read books. Mm-hmm. Everybody said read a book, but nobody really explained why. Um, And it all started for me a few years back when I picked up this four-hour work week. And I could not tell you, dude, how I came across that book. Um, Maybe it was on YouTube. There was something going on. I don't know, man. I I just, I think it was crazy, right? Four-hour work week. And I was working a corporate job. I'm not going to say where. You know, doing my (laughs) nine-to-five, you know, behind a desk. And for me, I was... Obviously, doing music at that time, but I was kind of bored,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and I don't know. Like I said, I don't, I can't remember where um, I picked up the book and I started reading it, and I think that changed. I think that opened up a new world for me. Mm-hmm. Um, now, can everyone have a four-hour work week? <sighs> That's not the emphasis of the book. That's not the more The moral of the story is you can you can basically live your life the the way you want to live it, on your terms. If you just make a few changes, that's what the book was about, mm-hmm. right? Efficiency, right? Believe in yourself. Believe in your goals. Have clear objectives. So that started the journey, man. You
0: know, speaking of changes, you did. You mentioned the word uh, change. Um, if there's anything looking back in your career and your life, is there some? Was there any point in time where you wish you wished you changed it? You could have acted a certain way or a different way.
1: Um, I actually was talking to a friend of mine about this. And I was telling him, "Hey, man, there's, you know, if I could change, I would have changed a lot of things." And he actually told me, "You know what? It's good you did not change it." Mm. And I said, "Why?" He said, "Because you learn things along the way. Now I can go back, you know. Now when I t- sit and think back about things I did, uh, some of the things not super proud of, but I think that's made me more uh, aware, and it's given me." More learning, for me, for well, it's not learning. I think there's been growth. Mm. Yeah, you know,
0: so, so give me an example of something you're not proud of, but it was a learning experience because, you know, th- we have we, all done something. Right. But if you could recycle it into a, a lesson, like I've done some some stuff that I'm like I'm not proud of. Right. But it made me better.
1: Right. I think going back to you know, in terms of music, when I used to send records out to record major record labels like the bigger ones Mm -hmm. um it's not that i'm not proud had i known that these are not that you shouldn't be going and you know shooting messages to anrs without even starting your brand i probably would not have done that um the way you start off in the business is you start small you go to the smaller labels first you build your brand you're consistent and then eventually your name gets out there and the big labels come to you. But now the learning is when I see up and coming producers, you know, I see them just like me, right? Hey man, I need to sign this record to this big record label. For me, based on what I went through, I stopped them and I'm, you know, and I say, Hey, you got to pause for a second because based on my experience, this is what happened to me. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to get into the same position. Because once you do that um, and, you know, you don't want to burn your bridges, right? Mm. Let them come to you. So it's it was sort of like, you know what? I've gone through this myself. You know, would I change that? Probably. But since I could not change it, now I'm able to right. help other people.
0: What's one piece of advice you wish someone told you when you first started? Because uh, it's a pretty cutthroat ruthless industry it's
1: not a race it's a marathon
0: interesting okay. yeah
1: it's not a race it's a marathon uh we talked about this yep. obviously the marathon has first second and third place mm-hmm. uh, but i think in the music business there's no such thing as overnight success mm. rare. rare you know there's got to be a lot of factors money um so many different things behind it but i think it's i think it's you have to put in the time, man. Mm-hmm. A lot of times for me too, as much as I know this, I'm like, oh, I need to, I need to do this, this, and this. Um, you know, like I told you, we submitted a song to the Junos. Um, do I want the nomination? Absolutely. But if it doesn't happen, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. You know why? It's only my third year as Jack Trades. Right. Right? And I know at some point, if I'm consistent with the music that I put out,
0: eventually it's going to happen. And that's that relentless belief in yourself, absolutely. That it's going to happen.
1: Yeah, if it if it can happen once, it can happen again. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's like, oh, I wrote a hit song, right? I don't know if I should release it because it's COVID now. Right. Right. Somebody said it on a podcast. Well, if you made one hit song, you can make another hit song. Right. 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 What's making you? What's what's stopping you from writing more music?
0: Mm-hmm. Right. H- has there ever been a moment in your life where? You just felt like you had no clue what you're doing, like completely like, what am I doing? What did I get myself involved in?
1: Like right now? Yeah. (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) Well, (coughs) I I don't think anyone really knows what they're doing. Mm. And I think, and that's just because there's so much to learn along the way, right? right? I still know I can do things better. Now, whether that's a better song, whether that's, you know, better marketing, Everything is our learning process. So you don't need to know everything. I think that's the bottom line, right? You don't need to know everything. You just jump into it and just do it.
0: That's that's good advice because oftentimes we think or we put too much pressure of right. being a perfectionist. It's of that Analysis paralysis type of thing. I know. Just go out and
1: do it. Just go out and do it,
0: man. Tell, tell me something. Um, I'm just going to go back in a, uh, a time machine and we'll go back into the future. Right. Yeah. Um, Someone loaned you $1,600. Yeah, my dad. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, so... (laughs) God, I owe him so much money. Um, Yeah, the $1,600 was... There was a course course in Toronto for music production. And uh, at that time, I was making okay money. I wasn't making a lot of money back then. So, you know, I go up to my dad and I'm like, Hey, dad, there's like a three-day course. I want to pay, you know, it's $1,600. Can you lend me $1,600? And he's like, what is it about? I'm like, oh, it's music production. (laughs) He paused for a second and he's like, are you going to, is it going to be, is it going to work well for you? Like, is this something that has a lot of value? And I'm like, yeah, it is. Uh, And He's like, okay, (laughs) give me the $1,600. And uh, yeah, I flew to Toronto, man. Yeah, I flew to Toronto. This was back in uh, 2012. 2013, I think my parents really, man, um, really supported me a lot mm-hmm. uh, just because they kind of knew that I did have a corporate job. So it wasn't it wasn't like I was only pursuing music, right? So they kind of knew that he has a job to fall back on if this does not work out. Um, obviously, it was stressful doing two things at the same time. But somewhere my dad knew saying, you know what? He's already got a job. He's got a good job. He's doing well for himself. Yeah, you know, I'll lend him the $1,600. Your,
0: your dad's given you some advice throughout the years. There's, He, he said something to uh, you once. He, I mean, you paraphrased it, but there's a, I know there's an F-bomb somewhere. And <laughs> <what do> you,
1: <laughs> He said a lot of things to me, man. Do you want to just... Uh,
0: it's like something along the lines of he says, uh, if, if you want to fucking do it, just do it or something. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it, like yeah. He, so he, he really supported you.
1: Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, at one point, he even said, "Hey, listen, if you want to go to L.A., you know, yeah. fucking go to L.A. That's that's yeah, something You yeah. want to fucking go to L.A.? Just fucking go to L.A. Yeah. Um, and at that point, it was kind of like uh, for me, that was the time. It was it, it was like okay, should I just screw my corporate job right. and go live in a small place in L.A. potentially with roommates? Sleeping on a couch and pursuing my dream, um, or do I just stay at my corporate job and find a way to make it work? Mm-hmm. So And you somehow
0: found a way to make it work. I did. But w- with with the help of parents and, and it's interesting because ethnic parents, like visible minorities, they yes. expect so much of their children they because do. of the sacrifice they did to get of here. Of course. So when they're like, Hey, he's gonna gallivant and be a DJ. Yeah, I mean
1: <laughs> They always knew I was. I had this thing for DJing, mm-hmm. you know, from the time I bought my turntables, playing shows. You know, I used to play shows on New Years. They kind of knew I. I always had this passion, mm-hmm. but they didn't really know where it was gonna take me. Right. Right. Like my mom still asks me. So how is that music thing going? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? How is it going? It's going. <laughs> right.
0: If, if you're on stage accepting. An award. Yes. And you look out in the audience and you see your dad staring at you. Yep. What are you going to say to him? And, like, what if you I could gonna, say something to him. You know what, you to know what I tell him? Mm-hmm. I fucking did it, dad. Yeah. Like, You know?
1: I'll now pay, repay you your $1,600 <laughs> yeah. back. Because right. it's so funny. My mom always brings it up. And she's like, oh, you know, you still haven't paid me those $1,600. <laughs> yeah. And I told her, mom, when I make it. Yeah. I'll give you $1,600. <laughs> and that's where she will always come up. Whenever she would see me, or whenever she sees me, she's right. like, have you made it? I'm like, not yet. <laughs> not yet. I'll make it.
0: But right. you know, that's like, Grant Cardone always talks about that. Live in uh, um, poverty or something. Like, of Always live in like, you need to be hungry.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Now, now see, for the thing,
1: the thing with musicians is everyone has a sad story, right? Um, obviously you have, oh, I was in L.A., I was, you know, struggling.
0: Starving Um, artist. Starving
1: artist. I ate mac and cheese. You know, for me, I'm not going to say I I was privileged. Um, I just had better opportunity, right? My parents came from a good place. They're both educated. Um, You know, middle class, you know, good upbringing. And I think somewhere along the line, that actually helped my music career.
0: If, If you could stare in this camera right over my shoulder and tell your parents something, what would you tell them?
1: What would I tell them? Yeah, they're gonna watch this at some point in time. Thanks for everything, mom and dad. I really appreciate it. Um, uh, I do, because uh without without their support, this would not be possible. Nothing would ever be possible. I wouldn't be here, man. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think we don't thank them enough. Uh, just a lot of times I think in our culture there's no um, I love you, mom, I love you, dad. There's not a whole lot of that. Right. It's it's ve- it's understood. Right. Um was there tough love? There was. But I think it's all worked out, man. It
0: awesome. So, um, you know, we're we're going to wrap it up a little bit, but you know, I, I was scrolling mm. through social media and and one of the things that uh, I always find interesting is that you're you're becoming big in the US. You're you're becoming big, right? And and eventually right. when you have a fairly large fan following, yes. Describe them for me. Yes.
1: Um, it's a lot of women. <laughs> right. It is a lot of women. Right. Uh, and I think it's the type of music that I make. Right. Right. It's, a, it's, it's very easygoing, very relatable. Right. A lot of the music I write is sad music. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, it's about heartbreak. It's about being emotional, being in a bad relationship. And, and it's not, it's okay. I've had my ups and downs in relationships uh, I think that comes from a personal space for me personally uh, and I think you know as much as I want to write a happy song I find myself going back to writing sad songs
0: hmm.
1: I think it's just something that you know naturally Bring,
0: brings out this authenticity yeah I think
1: and, and it's and, and I think a lot of people can relate to that um, w- what does your wife think about you
0: having all these fans uh, she is okay with it for <laughs> some reason. She's, you know, she's she's all right. Good. good. She seems all right. right. Because you 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 are and you will be uh, uh, a well-known celebrity. It's just it's bound to happen. It's already Thank happening. You, you know that. We know that. Uh, you know, you're big on social media. People will start recognizing you. Hopefully. Um, so, like you you recognize this guy, right? Tell me oh, about this experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you had to. That's you. Oh. Walking up to celebrity, right? Uh, that was me. So what was that? Not knowing, well,
1: knowing he was who he was. <laughs> okay, but um, it was at at LAX. I was with my buddy David, and um, he walks in. This dude walks in, and I look at him, and I see a couple of people going up to him, and me and David were in the waiting lounge, and I remember that was WestJet, and we we're just waiting for WestJet. He was going to Vancouver and i i remember I, I looked at him for a second i'm like david i know this dude from somewhere <laughs> and david's like yeah he's got a really good personality right and i'm like yeah he does who does he remind me of and i watch a lot of HGTV and i love those shows right buying right. and selling homes or yep. fixing your homes it's something i do on my on my on my pastime so i was like oh wait a second that's where i knew him from um, and it was, uh, what was the show again? It was, uh,
0: love it, or lo- lo-
1: love love uh, love it or list it. Yeah. Right. And that's where I knew him from. And I was like, dude, you're that guy. <laughs> you're right. And I'm like, no wonder people are walking up to you. Because at first when we started talking to him, we're just like, oh, you're just waiting for your flight? Whatever. But then David comes up to me. Dude, something about his personality. And this dude looks just, He has this aura He of does. Him. He does. He does. And I was like, whoa, it is that dude. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's sick. That's going to happen to you, man. People are going to walk up. Dude, I've had a few people walk up to yeah? me. I have. Uh, it's kind of strange. Okay. It feels kind of strange because you're not used to that kind of attention um it was cool mm-hmm. um but i can yeah but it was but it was it was an interesting feeling
0: you, you know one of the things i i love about you is that you have this humility and you always want to learn from other people Absolutely, mentors man. this this is a great photo and just dis- describes me of you so much oh yeah dude because you know what you're just absorbing the knowledge that's in, in when i look at that picture yeah What's going Dude, on in your that's
1: head? That's my buddy, Chris. He's an amazing DJ. He's, um...
0: Well, like, what's going on there? Because um, it, it tells so, me a story.
1: So we both were doing um, a set together. So we were playing together. And uh, this was me, after many years, going back to the, to the DJ turntables again. Mm. So Chris was, like, playing shows on a regular. He was doing... You know, he would open for all the DJs. Great DJ. And he was like, yo, let's just do a back-to-back set, right? Um, obviously, this was the show we did last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was where we got my friend out to come and play. Um, and Chris was like, listen, just go back-to-back with me. If something does go wrong, you know, we'll we'll fix it, mm-hmm. right? We had a few things. We had a few hiccups. He came in. He saved the day. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, it was just basically, you know, what, when you are practicing at home, or at a studio but when you're actually going in in front of the crowd right you can practice as much as you want but when you go in front of the crowd Nerves. in the darkness right all you have are these CDJs mm-hmm. and you don't want to make the mistake of you know pressing pause or skipping to the next track so Chris was like, let's just go back to back. I know you used to DJ before. Let's just do this together so we'll, right. it goes smooth. And we were playing just before the headliner came in. So so for me over there just watching Chris because we had a bunch of songs queued up and then Chris would tell me, dude, let's not play this song. Let's play this other song. Just understanding, you know, learning again, you know, watching the crowd and, you know, how you do a warm-up set. It was just really nice to learn, right? So
0: that's awesome! Yeah, man. You know, we we talked. It, it just sounds like there's so many people who have helped you along the oh, way, 100%, Chris, man. And, and your parents uh, and dude, your supporters. Like
1: so many, so many people in the industry. There's so many to name, man. Yeah, so many.
0: There's um. Tell me about the support you get from this person.
1: Oh, dude! And
0: what's going on in that picture?
1: She puts up with everything, man. She has always. I think, believed in my music. (laughs) Even though she does not listen to my music a whole (laughs) lot, I think she's always been there for me. She always puts up with, um, you know, me going to the studio, spending hours, um, you know, flying out to Toronto, flying out to L.A., uh, you know, she manages everything, and she's always been there, Uh, and I think for me, to have someone as understanding as that, especially being in this industry, right. uh, is huge. Yeah. You know, it's uh, ultimate trust. It is the ultimate trust. It is absolutely the ultimate trust because in our business, we're always around women. There's drugs. There's you know, and not a lot of people talk about this. There's alcohol. There's drugs. There's women, um, and the entertainment business is all about that, right? But for me. It's always just been about the music. Right. Right. Always has. And for me, I don't care about the alcohol. I don't care about the drugs. I don't care about the women. Right. It's just, I want to go in. I want to play my music. I want to connect with my fans. Right. And I want (laughs) to leave. Right. Authentic. Right. That's it. That's it. Because I think in the entertainment business, a lot of people, based on your personality, are driven by a few things. Some, some, some. Do it for the wrong reasons. Some do it for the attention. Um, some do it for the drugs. Uh, some do it for the women. Mm-hmm. So,
0: what do you do it? What do you do it for,
1: dude? What I do it for when I get an Instagram DM mm. from a random person, God knows where, and tells me they love my song so much, and they've had it on repeat. For me, that's that's why I do it. Yeah. You know. you know
0: everyone has their own life soundtrack yes right And maybe your song is their soundtrack as they're going through something in life right right so we are almost wow that's the fastest hour we've been through but so we're gonna shift gears into something called the rise round okay And so the rise round are questions that are pressing that our fans want to really know about who's behind you and, and it's just very fast questions right first thing that pops in your mind authentic, you're going to love sure. it, right? Sure, let's do it. You ready? So yeah, let's do three, it. Three, two, one, ready, set, rise. Here we go. Kay. Number one, DJs have this amazing power to, con- to uh, control the crowd. Yes. If you had a special superpower, what would it be? Uh,
1: special power, t- what would that be? <laughs> you got me. Hold on, special <laughs> power, this, that This is be question number one. <laughs> question number one. Um, <laughs> special power. Uh, know if they're digging the music or not okay yeah that's the one thing about DJs to read the crowd mm-hmm. and in darkness there's not a lot of times unless they're moving right. or uh, yeah read the crowd man
0: okay M- mind reading mind reading of okay course. so I used to DJ back in the day there was a movie that turned me on into DJing it had Tupac Shakur yes it was called Juice yes what's your favorite DJ movie because <laughs> I know I had to drag this out <laughs> You oh, know where I'm good? You know where I'm going, right? It is the cheesiest
1: movie that ever came out. It was the Zac Efron movie <laughs> called We
0: Are We Are Your We are your friends.
1: Yeah. Um and yeah, that was the movie, man. That was the movie. Okay. This is the
0: greatest DJ movie of all time. This is it for you. That that was yeah, in my opinion the greatest <laughs> cheesy DJ
1: movie. You know what? Okay. I think the the movie had like a fire soundtrack. Right. And some of the songs really inspired me. Mm. So, yeah, definitely that's, yeah. I mean, I, I know after people, whoever's watching this, they're all going to be judging me, but that's okay. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: If you could play in any venue anywhere in the world, where would it be? Vegas.
1: Okay. We'll uh, at,
0: at the Hakusan. Oh, nice. That's at the Tiesto's. Oh, yeah, Hakusan, yeah, man. That's it. That's where it's at. For sure. Uh, you've been known to hit the gym pretty yes. hard, right? Yes. You got you these got huge biceps. Uh, I used to have them, yeah. I don't know. Last time, I heard they were about 17 inches in circumference. I don't know what they are now.
1: Yeah, I think they've gone to like 15, <laughs> 14 <laughs> and a half, yeah.
0: Who do you think would win in an arm r- wrestle, you or Kevin Hart? Uh, He's pretty jacked, man.
1: Uh, I think I would beat Kevin Hart, dude. You think so?
0: I think so. You should call out Kevin Hart. To, I think so. We should give him a shout. And, and when he's when he's here in Calgary, let's get him yeah, let's for an do arm it. wrestle. Yep. Uh, speaking of wrestling, if you were a wrestling superstar... What would your theme song music be as you approach the ring?
1: What would be my theme song? The Rocky theme song. Dude. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Dude. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I know that you're a huge fan of books. If you're able to write a book about your life, yes. What would the title be?
1: <sighs> I hope Nike does not sue me. Just, just, just fucking do it. Nice. Just fucking do it.
0: I love it. That's a, actually, I'm surprised no one has written a book. Yeah. Just fucking do it, man. Love it. Love it. Uh, What is one movie that made you cry recently that you haven't told anybody? (sighs) A lot of movies
1: make me cry because I'm just emotional. Um, (laughs) I can't remember which one. Uh, What movie made me cry? Um, I can't remember, dude. Uh, So many. Uh, Okay, there was a Christmas movie that I just watched. It didn't make me cry, but what was it called again? Uh, It was on Netflix, one of the trending movies. I'm so bad know. with movies, man. <laughs> uh, I did cry. Uh, well, I can remember one movie that I cried as a kid, The okay. Titanic.
0: Oh. Like, I mean. Every time, even if I watch it now.
1: Yeah, I know. You know when Leo's just like drowning, you know, going under. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> He's just slowly <laughs> oh, going under. I even cried a Terminator. Did you really? Oh, dude, you went yeah, to uh, Dude, like I know. <laughs> that, was, that was emotional, man.
0: That is why you relate to women. Dude. Right, you, you. I was you're in, in tune, dude. I was invested, man. Like <laughs> Arnie, like he was the dude. Like,
1: yeah, I was invested, man. You're in there, okay.
0: Yeah. Using only three words, what comes to mind when you hear this name, Taylor Mosley? Uh, hurt you
1: hard. Hurt you hard. <laughs> There's a story behind that. Yeah, there like, is. Um, there is. Um,
0: like who Taylor Mosley is. Uh,
1: Taylor Mosley is. I met him through a mutual friend. Mm -hmm. um, And at that point, uh, nobody really wanted to work on my music. And um, singers, I would reach out even without hearing my music, they would go, I don't think it's the right fit. Mm -hmm. Never heard my song, but at that point, they were just like, we don't know who the producer is. We're not going to work with him. And I remember I had a mutual friend, and that's how things work in the industry. I had a mutual friend that connected me to Taylor. And uh not expecting a whole lot, I was like, Hey dude, uh I'm this producer from Canada, would you like to work on my song? It's like sending me the demo. I sent him the demo, I sent him the concept of what I had in mind, and uh yeah, and he was nice enough to actually accept it hmm. and work on my song, man.
0: He's the first one. He's
1: Definitely. Oh, You know what, there was another first one There was another girl called, a Canadian girl called Amy Kirkpatrick okay. uh, This was when I was doing trance music um, As Breakdown <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was like, oh I need to do an original song I reached out to a bunch of singers They all rejected me And I reached out to Amy And I was like Hey, um, you're cool <laughs> um, You're Canadian, I'm Canadian um, Do you want to work on my song? She was like, send me the demo and dude, for real, at that time, I was just like, yeah, she's not gonna say yes. And she actually did. She was the first singer I ever worked with. Wow. We're, we're still in touch, man.
0: That's awesome. What, what What would you tell both of them if you could, if they're watching this right now?
1: Uh, thank you, thank you for believing in me. Awesome. Absolutely. As cliche as that may sound, thank you for that. You know, you know what? Thank you for giving me the opportunity.
0: Mm, so Love it. So again, we, we talked about you being a gym rat. If Nike, Reebok, Under Armour, or Adidas approach you for a shoe deal, which company would it be? Adidas.
1: Adidas. Oh, man. Really? Stripes. Stripes. Interesting. Over checks.
0: I, I, I thought it was going to be Nike this no, entire time. You, man, you did the fake out. It was Nike, 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 boom. Dude, Sign Adidas.
1: Yeah, no, dude. Fakes stripes over, over checks, man. Okay, Ever you. since I was a kid, always Adidas.
0: I would have thought even Under Armour, you know, the underdog. Yeah, but the Adidas, man. Kanye. All right, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so brand and fashion are very important. What is one fashion style that you used to rock but are embarrassed that you did? Uh, FUBU jeans. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> of course. Oh, man. Yeah, what? FUBU jeans, man. The, they so the, cool.
1: The, 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 the baggy, uh, you know, it's actually come back now. Yeah. Right, like the whole, the whole like, the baggy look. Uh, the Fubu I, can't, jeans. I, can't, I can't
0: rock that. Man. Yeah,
1: like, oh, and it was silver. Uh, it was like the silver fubu jeans.
0: Oh, man. If I knew, I would have dug up a picture. Spiked I up, f- spiked up ha- hair. Oh, geez. Uh,
1: you know, the, uh, the, never played basketball. Yes, yeah, sort of played basketball, but I used to wear like those basketball jerseys.
0: Okay. Fubu jeans and then like basketball shoes. <laughs> um, what advice would you give me to help my brand in fashion? Because you've done such a great job. In, in branding.
1: Dude, I think I've done okay. You've done a great job,
0: yeah. man. You got, you got that little blue check.
1: Hard to get. Well, that's somebody thought <laughs> I needed validation, sure. Right. Um, I think you just need to be your authentic self. Mm. Um, often, I get caught up with trends, and I'm like, oh, that person looks a certain way, and this is the fall 21 look, and then right. I go up to the people that are close to me, and I'm like, hey, what do you think if I rock that? And they'd be like, nah, don't do it. I think I think fashion comes from an authentic place. So if you like rocking suits and if that's who you are, rock suits. Love it. Love it. Yeah.
0: What's your favorite Indian dish?
1: Uh I don't know if it's an Indian dish anymore, but it's going to be butter chicken. Oh, it has to be. I, I mean, it's cream chicken, delicious. Cream and <laughs> yeah. the red sauce. Right.
0: Like, it's just it's just so yeah. good. Okay, so you're you're playing in you know in the radio, you're in LA in the US. Hollywood's a pretty big industry. Yes. Right? It's big industry, small, like people know each other, but it's, it's actually a, a big industry. Right. However, Bollywood yes. is even bigger. Of course. If you were to be in a Bollywood movie, what role would you play?
1: Uh, the dudes... The dude that's always heartbroken. <laughs> emo. <laughs> the emo dude. <laughs> he's like in a relationship, but this girl leaves him and he gets all dramatic yeah. on his feelings. Um, and uh, But he's a hero though. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's right. And then you get to like emotionally right. fuck with everybody. Right? <laughs> so I, I want to be that, you know... The sad, like the emo, <laughs> like the classic heart. I think it goes with my music too. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: You see, you're authentic. So you mentioned Jay Shetty. Jay Shetty is one of my inspirations as well. Right. He's a mesmerizing guy. So in order of ranking his importance in terms of his mesmerizing power. Yes. So rank in order what's most important. The fact that he's a monk, his inspirational message, his British accent, or his piercing eyes.
1: Uh... His piercing eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's like I can't stop staring. I know. And I get sucked into I it. I right? know. Right. I know. And, and his, accent, is, his accent. His accent. Yeah, I mean, it's okay for a man to appreciate another man. I think right. we're. I think.
0: I we, think the fact that he's a monk is the last yeah, one. I to know. Me. I the monk. The monk <laughs> is like right, 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 right at the right bottom. Here.
1: But <laughs> piercing <laughs> eyes, dude. Those eyes. I mean, I was watching. I was watching his. Um, I was watching one of his podcasts today, and I couldn't stop <laughs> looking at his eyes. Um, and his wife has those same <laughs> eyes it's too. Crazy it's insane oh man yeah, i wish man <laughs> jay you know what here's the deal at one point of my life i actually wore colored lenses man <laughs> <Did you really? laughs> oh,
0: <shit. laughs> not a good look you know what you should do for halloween be jay shetty yeah, i do you should be I jay had, shetty. i had blonde hair <laughs> yeah and
1: i would rock like green yellow colored lenses is that right man. oh um,
0: shoot i know oh. Um, so the fire festival was a complete disaster. Of course, we know that. Yes. If you were to create your own fire festival, who would your top five acts be?
1: Who would my top five acts be? Um, like just in terms of yeah, like just like
0: DJs. DJs. Uh, money is no object because you're gonna rip off these, uh, these investors anyways. <laughs> <So> yeah, well, <laughs> like fire festival. Up.
1: So five top DJs. I think it goes in uh, or bands.
0: It could be bands. It could you're be an bands. artists. It could be you know Kanye. Who uh,
1: Weekend, oh yeah, Yeah, dude. Then there's got to be Kanye. Yep. Uh, then there's gonna be Calvin Harris. Oh yeah, Calvin Harris. Uh, then there's gonna be, uh, who else? There's got to be Dead Mouse. I have to throw in Dead Mouse in there because Dead Mouse is a he puts on a show. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, and then who else? And then of course Tiesto, because okay, he's Tiesto.
0: Three DJs and two artists. Two, yeah, uh sure. Uh,
1: I mean, although... Yeah, that would be cool, though. Be cool. Yeah. And, dude, I, I know, like, people would say Drake. I'm not a huge Drake fan, mm. but I like The Weeknd.
0: If you could have one artist sing on one of your tracks, who oh, would it be?
1: Oh, The Weeknd. Really? Oh, 100%.
0: Who's a close second?
1: The close second would be Lana Del Rey. There's no Bieber in there? Uh good
0: Beaver is good. Beaver's good man. Underrated. I'll do do a remix for him,
1: you know. Bieber's underrated, man. Yeah. Bieber's manager, scooter, remix. (laughs) Yeah. Remix. Yeah, for sure.
0: If you could okay, so if you could be mentored by one leader in the world or business leader, who would it be?
1: Gary Vaynerchuk. Yes, absolutely. Gary V Intense. For sure.
0: At the filming of this episode we're currently in lockdown. there are limitations on how many people we could we can have right. imagine you could only invite five people to a boys' night out right Anybody who would it be? Hey. Celebrities anybody
1: Oh just anybody. who would it be?
0: who would have it five five of you five of you guys Well you plus five guys. I think we should
1: break it down to friends. I think celebrities is too broad. Sure. Yeah, like i'll definitely have you there oh
0: thanks bro yeah. Yeah, yeah uh
1: have my buddy richard okay uh have my buddy chris um who else who else comes to me
0: to- toss in the rock so we can get into oh yeah for sure get the into rock some places
1: for, for clout
0: yeah some clout we can get in um,
1: right? yeah but we, we should also get um well depending on what the lady thinks but we should also have like a i think we should have a kardashian in there too
0: okay tell me why
1: um, because you, you say cloud, they got the cloud man.
0: And I got a, I got a ton of respect for Kim Car- Kim I, Kardashian. I do too, man. I think I she's too. brilliant. I, I think she's a genius. She's a genius. She's smart. She's, she's, she's underwritten Great businesswoman. She changed the penal system. She freed a lot of people from I think, I think she's amazing. Brilliant.
1: I think, you know, for me. Good
0: luck, Kim, if you, if you did your law degree, I know she's studying. I know.
1: It's amazing. I mean, you know, her and Kanye, like power couple. Absolutely.
0: Right. So, so you'd invite it. Kim and not Kanye?
1: Yeah, because Kanye would just say something <laughs> that makes no <laughs> sense in your life. Right. I love the dude, but yeah. yeah.
0: A couple more questions. Uh, why do you think people are not living up to their full potential?
1: Uh, insecurity and fear. Okay. I think fear is the biggest factor.
0: If you had 60 seconds with your 18-year-old self, what would you tell him?
1: Get your shit together, man.
0: At 18, you didn't have your shit together?
1: Well, I don't think so. You turned uh, out okay. I think I think I had my shit together when I was like twenty four, twenty five. Uh no. Well, I think when you say shit together, what does that mean? Does that mean uh direction?
0: Mm,
1: like like direction. So for me, I think I, as I got into my mid twenties, I think I got more of a direction on where I want to be. I I still think I'm trying to get my shit together.
0: Last question at this, or second last question at this very moment. What are you currently feeling?
1: Uh that there's so much more that I need to learn. Mm. Um, there's so much more I need to do uh, personally and professionally. Um, I'm still trying to find success and what success means to me. Mm. So I'm trying to find the definition of success.
0: Jack Trey's. what are you currently working on that you can tell the audience and how um, can we find you?
1: Well, I'm working on a lot of new music. I have a new song that's coming out early next year uh with my record label physical presents the label that i love the team that i love uh going to be with them for many years i trust them completely and i'm basically working on myself i'm working on my branding and uh, i'm just working on lots more music man I'm just trying to be just trying to put out the best music i can how could we find you uh you can find me on instagram uh just instagram jack trades Facebook, uh, not TikTok, <laughs> um, where else? Uh, or you could just on YouTube, uh, Spotify, like basically just look me up and you'll find me.
0: You know what I love about you though is is you message every single person. You don't have a full team managing your social media. When Absolutely. you respond, that is you, that's authentic.
1: That is just me, man. I, think, I think for me, I don't know how long it's going to take to build an organic fi- fan base because... Organic fan base is the hardest, but I, I'm working towards that. So the way you build it is like you build a community around you, and uh, these people are not my fans; they're part of my journey. So, yeah, if you're gonna support me here, I'm gonna support
0: you back, Mister Jack Trades. You are one of the like most humble, uh, you, kindest dude. people I've met. Thank you, uh, man. it's, it's been an honor and privilege oh, having you, you on this show. Yes. It's a fastest hour and 16 minutes. I know that there's so many things we can talk about. I certainly hope that, uh, the audience got a lot out of this. I know I hope did. So. Uh, I got a lot out of the fact that uh, you're a real human being bes- like behind the persona of this, the successful, um, you know, music, music person. Thank you. Um, man. You're continuing to do things against all odds. When I described you as an underdog, I completely mean it. Thank you. Man. You know, it's sometimes the best underdogs become the best champions and the ones you root for. So, you know, I, you, I, I appreciate this so much from the bottom of my heart. It took a long time for us to get this together. <laughs> it was certainly worth it. Absolutely. And uh, guys, if you're watching this, please hit up Jack trades. He's such an unbelievable, amazing human being. He's doing some great stuff uh, and he's pumping out some great music that can be the soundtrack to your life check him out on Instagram and all of his social media when he responds it's actually him doing that yep um, and again if you liked what you heard subscribe like comment tell us what you learned from this we're trying to create a community the rise community which stands for real individuals sharing excellence and certainly there's a ton of excellence learned here today by the one and only mr. Jack trades thank, thank you, you so man. much